suffering and even mentally, they get peace of mind by knowing that the medication would be available. He adds since the law passed in Oregon. Since the law passed in Oregon, similar. Print it up! Print it up! Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce the hi-hat. Radio. Go on. Print it up! That's enough. Now tambourine. Right now. Hi, this is Chris Bolin from ADI Lumberyard, and you're listening to WGXC, Acra, Catskill, Hudson. Tune in or turn out Wednesday, May 26th from 7.30 p.m. to 11 p.m. at the Greenville Drive-In to WGXC's 10th anniversary drive-in event with performances from Brian Dewan from Catskill, Stephen Merritt of the Magnetic Fields, legendary radio artist Anna Frizz, Lunar Moss, Jess Spear, Jeff Economy and Alana Medlek, Jen Cutler and Quentin Anna Wixwo, Mayuko Fujino, DJ Var, and Dan Seward from the Battlefield Earth Show, plus films from Charles and Ray Eames and Heath Iverson. Turn out to celebrate 10 years of community broadcasting on 90.7 FM at WGXE's 10th anniversary drive-in event. The Greenville Drive-In, Wednesday, May 26th from 7.30 p.m. to 11 p.m. Festivities get underway at sunset at 9 p.m. and can also be heard on the radio at WGXC 90.7 FM. WGXC underwriting support is provided by Mid-Hudson Cable, serving Columbia, Green, and Southern Albany counties with digital cable, high-speed internet, and cable phone services for homes and businesses since 1971. Mid-Hudson Cable, all the right connections on the web at mhcable.com. WGXC is made possible in part by the generous ongoing support of Blanche Mackey Photography of Craryville, New York. WGXC's sustaining supporters are among the station's most dedicated listeners. They care deeply about Creative Community Radio, and their investment helps to sustain WGXC as a public platform for information, experimentation, and engagement in Greene and Columbia counties. Become a WGXC sustaining supporter today. Go to wgxc.org and click Donate. Thank you for your support. Good evening. You're listening to Dim the Lights with Jenny and Amanda. And here we are. I'm Amanda. Hi, I'm Jenny. <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> Sorry, I threw that one on you. Oh, no, no. Um, <laughs> that was thrilling. <laughs> and this is a show that airs on the second and fourth Tuesday of every month here on WGXC 90.7 FM, where Jenny and I have little chit chats about movies and we always pick a theme, but before we get into the theme that we've picked for each episode, we ask each other what you've been watching lately. Jenny, what have you been watching lately? Specifically, if you've watched anything brand spanking new now that new movies are available widely to the public again. Oh, baby. I watched a fresh, fresh, fresh new movie, uh, fresh to Netflix and also fresh out. Uh, I watched The Woman in the Window. Oh. <laughs> oh, who is she? What's happening to her? And uh, is this, sorry, is this a movie that is from 2021 or was it completed earlier and then is just now being released because of COVID? It is indeed a 2021 movie. I'm not sure what its status would have been if the pandemic hadn't happened. It feels like a, it probably would have been a theater release. Um, but because we are living in the, the strange times, <laughs> it was a direct to Netflix release, uh, but it's stars Amy Adams and Gary Oldman's there too. Uh, <laughs> and it's fresh on Netflix just came out. I want to say like a week or two ago. Uh, and yeah, it's based on a book. I have not read it. I did watch the movie. I would say it's, uh, fine <laughs> another one of those <laughs> I, there are just so so many of there's those. so many of those so let me just give you like the the very basic summary with no spoilers whatsoever uh it's about amy adams who is an agoraph- uh, agoraphobic woman who lives in this big beautiful brownstone in new york city 
Uh, and she is very terrified of the outside world and you don't find out why until later in the movie. Uh, and she starts watching her neighbors through her windows uh, and gets a little bit too involved in their lives. It's like a classic you know, setup. Classic exactly, setup. exactly. I love it. <laughs> it's a little bit of a psychological thriller. It has very. It's very much in the genre of all these uh, movies based on thriller books with girl and woman in the title, such as Woman on the Train mm-hmm. and Gone Girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, very much in that genre. But honestly, I would argue uh, not great. It's not a great movie. Uh, yeah. But I think it's you know if you're into that genre, get in there. Uh, it's directed okay wildly i watched it and about three quarters of the way through i decided to google it <laughs> and it's directed by joe wright who i really like <laughs> and who is what else has joe wright done so joe wright did i well so here's the thing is that i looked him up and then realized that i only like the first half of his catalog <laughs> the second half <laughs> i'm not into that's still but, a lot of a catalog it's true so he made uh atonement he oh, made the wow. movie hannah from okay. like the early 2000s uh, and he made the 2005 Pride and Prejudice which I really do have oh. a real soft spot for uh, but yeah but it, most recently he made The Darkest Hour or Darkest Hours or whatever the um, uh, Churchill movie okay and the he also did like I think he did the um, what's it's called Pan I don't remember what it is is that the uh, I don't know it's like some Disney thing I don't know it's I'm like Joe mm. Ray what happened what happened here Huh, yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so he made Women in the Window. If you are interested in that kind of um, you know, thriller, crime, what's going on here, give it a shot. It's I mean, it totally passed the time. I didn't, you know. Amy Adams is is doing her great cry acting, which you love to see. We love to see it. Now, Jenny, is this the movie that you found something out about that yes. you were excited <laughs> to tell me and all of our listeners about? Yes. So I would say okay. for me, okay. the movie Woman in the Window, not particularly interesting. However, I did get sucked into a New Yorker piece about the author of the book, Woman in the Window, uh, whose real name is Dan Mallory and his pen name is AJ Finn. And I'm just going to tell you, uh, there's a absolutely fascinating New Yorker piece about this guy. Uh, it's called A Suspense Novelist's Trail of Deceptions. It's from 2019 by Ian Parker. Um, and I highly recommend this. <laughs> don't, yeah. I don't really recommend the movie, but I it's, highly recommend this. The piece. story is more interesting than the book slash movie. 100%. I, bas- I mean, like, I don't want to tell you too much because I think it's I, it's absolutely no, no, worth no, no, the no. read. Uh, tell people. But, uh, <laughs> but basically, this guy, Dan Mallory, is like an absolute scammer to the ultimate degree like he's a he is a writer he's written this novel and I think some other stuff but he has spent his entire career uh basically lying to get different positions and like tricking people and just like using his charisma his like insane charisma to just like entirely scoot by on nothing it's just like a shocking shockingly interesting story yeah Uh, but yeah, it's there's also a uh, there's an audio version of this New Yorker piece. So if you'd like to just like you know go for a drive and listen to uh, this total lunatics story, it's yeah, like really an interesting. Actual, an actual con man. Yeah, totally. Like, Which is like just lying to people and telling them that you know lying about his resume and yeah, like absolutely, like just uh, basically like he got into all these super prestigious publishing jobs by fully lying about everything that he has ever done. And like uh, calling himself a double doctor because he claims to have had two doctorates when he has had zero. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, and it's just it's so interesting to me. And he also okay. The other thing that I found really interesting about him is that um, he is really fascinated by the talented Mr. Ripley and did do some graduate work on the talented Mr. Ripley and Patricia Highsmith novels, but didn't finish them. Uh, And it's like, (laughs) but he is he is Tom Ripley. He's like doing the uh, you know absolute scam taking over of other people's identities it's so fascinating and then he became a a suspense novelist also just to really uh, it's kind of amazing yeah so I would definitely I definitely recommend it uh this article I know this is just a a brief tangent from movies and aside a gentle non-movie aside um but it just led me to watching that movie led me to finding out this information about Dan Mallory and being absolutely sucked into this article and Uh, Yeah, definitely. Sometimes life is like the movies. 
It's true. Sometimes <laughs> life is stranger than fiction, as they say. It's true. <laughs> yeah, um, the only uh, brand new movie that I can't. Okay, so I can't say that I actually watched it because I watched maybe the first 10 minutes of it. Truth be told, I didn't give it much of a chance. Uh, maybe I'll go back and try to give it more of a chance. I'm talking about the brand new 2021 movie that's streaming right now on HBO Max. If you're a subscriber, it's Those Who Wish Me Dead, starring Angelina Jolie, directed by Taylor Sheridan. I don't know anything about the director. Um, and the synopsis, um, basically, uh, Angelina Jolie plays a forest firefighter who um, whose position is in a fire watchtower and she sees a lost boy in the woods and she's trying to figure out who's after him and how to protect him and um, piecing that all together. Mm. And I turned it off because the acting is really bad. And okay, I'm sorry. It was, <laughs> it just opened with Angelina Jolie and she's like one of the boys and the boys are all these very male model looking firefighters. And I just couldn't get into it because none of it felt I'm like all of these hot people. She had really long hair too, which feels like maybe a fire safety issue. I just, <laughs> I don't know. It just felt very, um, I didn't, I didn't like the look of it and I didn't like how sexy they made everybody mm -hmm. <laughs> it really yeah. took me out of it very fast because it also wasn't trying to at least from what I could tell, it wasn't necessarily trying to pin itself as like a super sexy action movie. Right. You know, totally. If I know I'm entering that world, okay, I'm entering that world. But um, yeah, it just felt a little, uh, I couldn't get into it, but maybe <laughs> I'll give it another try. That's those who wish me dead. And it stars Angelina Jolie and it's available on HBO max, but it is also out in theaters. Um <laughs> And that's that. I did watch another movie, though, that I want to tell you about. Yeah, please do. It's not new. That's okay. Um, <laughs> but this is my what I watched lately. And I, I maybe you've seen it because it stars somebody that you love very, very much. It stars Mads Mikkelsen. Oh. And it's a movie from 2012 called The Hunt. Yes, I have seen The Hunt. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's so depressing. It's really it sad. Oh, so sad. It's a really brutal movie. <laughs> not not a bad movie, but mm -hmm. for me personally, unnecessary. <laughs> like, not, I didn't need it in my life. It was really good, though. So it's it's about Mads Mikkelsen. Um, his character is a recently divorced kindergarten teacher. And one of the children in the school where he works, you know, they're all such young kids. And it's that age where they're experiencing, they're more aware of the adults around them and the behaviors and language, language that's going on. And this little girl's wires get, get crossed. And she says that Mads Mikkelsen's character, Lucas did something very sexually inappropriate in front of her. Um, and much as it happens in real life, um, nobody really knows how to talk to these kids to suss out the truth. And you know, when they try to interview the little girl, Clara, they ask really leading questions. So basically it, the, the movie being called the hunt is, is a reference to wit the witch hunt. Mm -hmm. Um, because Mads Mikkelsen's character, Lucas is innocent. Um, but his whole life, falls apart in this small community in Denmark. Um, and Clara also happens to be the daughter of his very best friend. So it's very, very sad. It's very, very, very sad. Yeah. It's um, a hard one. It's tough. I don't not recommend it. It's, mm -hmm. it's a, it's a really good drama. I thought the ending was really very powerful. Very yeah. Stinging. Um, it's, but yeah. It's an excellent movie, but it is, it's definitely hard to watch. Uh, but it's actually, did you, it's the same director who made another round, his movie that came out last year. Oh, <laughs> Thomas Winterberg. But yeah, it's really, I appreciate the, it, that guy, Thomas Winterberg does these are very 
um, like messy. Like it's the situation that you want to have like a correct moral outcome Mm -hmm. and like you want it to be clean, but it just can't be. And it's, it's just really interesting. It's like, he makes really, uh, he makes really good complex movies that don't feel too like, um, like they're not trying to teach you a moral lesson or anything. It's just an interesting like piece of the world. Yeah, totally. I didn't, I didn't think that it was unrealistic at all. In fact, Mm -mm. quite the opposite. It felt very, um, yeah, like you're saying, uh, not an unnecessary happy ending or anything or unrealistic happy ending. Um, yeah, it was, it was quite good, but for me, where I'm me, Amanda, for where I'm (laughs) personally right now, I don't, I don't need to see it. I told you my, (laughs) my partner, my partner said we should watch it on Sunday night because he was like, Oh, it's about a father and son. And, um, they're, they're out hunting. No, (laughs) he thought it was a Mads Mikkelsen action movie. No, yeah, that's not it at all. No. And then because it's a good movie, we got really sucked in and we didn't stop watching it, even though it's really, really, really sad. Yeah, totally. Um, I could kind of see where, which I didn't, uh, I could kind of see where things were going as it, as it really set up the pins to be knocked down. And I think, you know, uh, Thomas Vinterberg, is that his name? Mm -hmm. Is doing that very purposefully, uh, kind of showing you what's going to, what's about to happen. Totally. It really made me, um, full of anxiety. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. For real. Yeah. I think that's a hard, uh, like it's a hard movie to watch in general, but especially if you don't know what's coming, if you're like, you're just going and expecting something else and you're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that's what I watched. (laughs) (laughs) These things happen. (laughs) They sure do. Um, do you want to tell the good people what our theme is for this Tuesday evening? Yes, I absolutely do. Uh, so our theme this this beautiful evening is scary psychologists. <laughs> <laughs> Creepy <laughs> therapies. Creepy therapies. It's kind of, um, you know, it's, it's a very specific genre because we're not really talking about movies that deal with like mental illness or, no. or anything like that. It's really just like movies where there's a therapist and they're doing a bad job. They're, <laughs> they're very they're, scary. They're a very creepy therapist or they're perpetuating a very uh, experimental and creepy type of therapy. Yeah. It's <laughs> also, it really does. Uh, I'm, I noticed in my watchings that uh, it falls very quickly into sci-fi sometimes. Like you oh, really, yeah. uh, a sci-fi or just, um, you know, anything uh, experimental procedures really really get sticky real fast (laughs) I literally just thought of a perfect movie for this genre that I did not watch and I'm so sad that I didn't I'm like dying to know what it is (laughs) well I was telling um Tom before we got on the air that this is a really fun theme I picked it because I really wanted to rewatch a very specific movie, but Jenny and I have both gotten very busy at the end of this, this month. Um, so we, neither of us feel like we really totally did it a justice because it is a really fun theme. It's bizarrely specific. As Jenny mentioned, we're not looking for movies about mental illness or mental hospitals mm-hmm. or, you know, um, it's, it's very, very specific. And <laughs> yeah. I know there are more movies that fall into this category out there than what I was able to turn over for tonight. Uh, so I want to revisit it, but the movie that I'm thinking of is the cell. <laughs> oh my God. That was okay. My mom suggested the cell, but I didn't end up watching it. <laughs> Your mom is so smart. Oh, she's great. <laughs> well, yeah. should we open up the door and peek in with the brood? Because we did, we did both watch it. <laughs> I would love to, uh, that the, the brood is, um, the movie that I wanted to watch. It's, it's why I picked the theme because I wanted to rewatch David Cronenberg's movie, the brood from 1979. Uh, it is very gross, very creepy. It's about a couple who have been divorced or separated for a while. And, um, the main character whose name I can't actually remember the father 
of this young girl. Uh, his ex-wife is mentally unwell and is staying at this compound where a very scary therapist uh, keeps his patients. And with them, he performs a type of therapy called psychoplasmics. Was that it? I think so. Something like that. It's it's kind of like he's it's he's psychoplasmics, basically like yeah. Role playing with them uh in a very uncomfortable way. <laughs> yeah, doing, exactly. yeah. He his type of therapy called psychoplasmics essentially, yeah, it's it's hardcore therapy where he and the patient role play, but also through these interactions, the patients develop physical manifestations of their trauma like on their bodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's what psychoplasmics. <laughs> um, and so the main character's ex-wife is living on this compound and very, very strange things are happening to her and her body. Oliver Reed plays the psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. I love him very much. Um, Oliver Reed, who you may remember from when we talked about the devils. Yeah. Uh, a couple of episodes ago. <laughs> yes. A uh, controversial, problematic in his time actor, Oliver Reed, whom I love. I love his work very much. Um, Jenny, what did you think about this movie? I really enjoyed it. I liked oh, it so a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm so laughs> I was, was really so keeping good. that, keeping that under wraps oh, for me, God. but yeah, no, I, I had was, a great time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, I was so nervous that I was off base and saying that you would like it. Uh, I'm so glad that you loved yeah. it. <laughs> I d- there's, there are definitely Cronenberg movies that I fall on the other side of the fence of where I'm like, mm. mm, doesn't work for me. But when like the body horror and the mood hit just right, it's totally smooth sailing. <laughs> I really, yeah. I had a great time. Uh, it's so fun. I feel like it's the alien of Cronenberg movies. It mm. has a lot to do with like, um, for like, you know, pregnancy. Totally. Like, fertility grossness. and motherhood. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Parenting in general. It's yeah. very like the brood is is there. The brood is present. The brood is <laughs> Sh- present. I don't want to spoil let's it. Spoil it. Oh, you want to spoil? Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's spoil it. Just so you know, folks listening out there, if you are, we are about to talk about uh, deeper into this movie what, what happens. So if you don't want to hear, just uh, turn down the volume turn for, down a for a bit. Yeah, but uh, so the what basically like the inciting incident is that. Um, there's this little girl, Candy, who is the daughter of the estranged couple. Uh, and she, like all of her caretakers just keep being killed spontaneously, mm-hmm. suddenly. Uh, mm-hmm. And the only, she witnesses what happens. And then later her father sees uh, that these people have been killed by a creature that kind of looks like her is small like a, like a child and has like straw, like blonde hair and um, like a deformed features. Uh, and they're apparently very strong because they just kill people really easily. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they're like little, little demon copies, little demon of copies little of, candy. of candy. Yeah. Uh, and so through the course of the movie, you realize that uh, the wife, whose name is Nola, the mother, mm-hmm. um, she is producing these creatures but through her therapy, that is the thing that she is producing. What wait, can you remind me what the name of the therapy is again? Psych- through psychoplasmics, she <laughs> has developed an external womb <laughs> that is producing the brood. The brood, which are these <laughs> these um, copies of candy. Yeah, and they kind of they um, not necessarily do her bidding, but they reflect her moods. Yeah. So she clearly, as you see through her therapy sessions with uh, Dr. Hal Raglan is the name <laughs> of the um, psychiatrist, you find that her, her mother was abusive toward her. And after that session, her mother, Candy's grandmother, gets killed by one of the broods. So basically, whoever Nola is... Um, kind of bringing up in her trauma the brood goes after <laughs> takes care um, of <laughs> yeah or bringing up in her sessions rather yeah, yeah exactly um she's uh, she, yeah she's like exercising her her feelings while also uh getting rid of the sources of those feelings mm-hmm, uh but it's mm-hmm. really fun uh i 
I really enjoy it. There's a scene pretty near the end where her husband uh, witnesses this outer womb uh, and she gives birth to one of them and then starts licking the blood off of them. <laughs> yeah. So brutal and so great. It's so good. <laughs> I will say that, yeah, it's, there's a lot of fun scenes in this movie, but it is one of those movies that I don't think I'm alone in saying or thinking that there's an iconic mm-hmm. scene closer to the end. Uh, one shot where, like Jenny's saying, the father who's character's name is Frank I think yeah Yeah. I think Frank Frank. he finally finds her on the compound and the whole time she's been wearing this kind this white loose garment and she yeah she opens the (laughs) garment the white garment to reveal this disgusting external sack (laughs) so gross (laughs) very fleshy uh very horrible Yeah. yeah it was really fun I really enjoyed the brood uh, I'm so and, glad. Yeah, it's like, it's just, um, you know, it's it's great when you watch a movie that is pretty gnarly, but also very entertaining. It's just really yeah. had a great time. It's really entertaining. Also, another th- visual detail that I love um, that really takes a front seat is this is all taking place um, during the winter. And Candy, the whole the little girl is wearing a you know, a classic kind of uh, toddler snowsuit. It's very cute. And it's the 70s. So it's like a colorful one. Bright red. One. Yeah. And all of the the brood also have little snowsuits. <laughs> and all of them in these these little hooded snowsuits is a real image to me. <laughs> yeah, it's really great. I know I was thinking a lot about actually, I mean, it's a totally different movie tonally and structurally, but um, don't look now. I was thinking yeah. a lot about the little girl in the red coat in that and how I was like, oh yes. yeah, this also like the, just the um, seeing Candy and one of the brood, like they were mm-hmm. both wearing a bright red, like winter coat with like a bright red hat. And it was really similar of like the mistaken identity of like so the person good. in the red jacket. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah. interesting. Wow. <laughs> Iconic garments in, Iconic garments. in unsettling thrillers. Yeah. Uh, that's another good theme for us. Mm-hmm. Iconic garments. Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. Well, I'm so glad that you love The Brood. If anybody out there is interested in watching The Brood, we do highly recommend it. It's on HBO Max um, if you're subscribed. And it looks like it's also for rent on Amazon Prime, Apple TV, yada yada mm-hmm. yeah so please check out the brood it's a total blast really delightful <laughs> <laughs> uh can i tell you about a newer movie that i watched i would love to hear about it because beyond the brood i didn't again i didn't explore too too far and the other things i watched don't really fall into our theme as cleanly mm. as i wanted them to so yeah totally tell me so one of the other movies that i watched um is a movie from 2010 called beyond the black rainbow which I know is also on your list, uh, but I did. I didn't get I did to it, it though. Yeah, so I ended. I got to it, which was very exciting. Uh, it's directed by uh, Panos Cosmatos, who's mm-hmm. also the guy who made Mandy, which mm-hmm. I forgot it was his. It was his other movie. I think it's um, his only other one. It is. Yeah, those are yeah. his two. His two films that he's made, um, which is like a huge gap between them, which I think is interesting. But um, so it's free on Tubi if you uh, if you want to watch it, which is really exciting. Um, let's see. It looks like I lost Amanda, actually. I think I'm all by myself here. So I'm going to keep talking and hopefully she will return to us. But I'm just going to tell you a little bit about Beyond the Black Rainbow. Uh, it's basically, it's this really super stylized movie. Uh, if you've seen Mandy, you're probably familiar with this guy's style where it has lots of 80s, like bright neon colors uh, really like washed out shots. Um, it's very, it's very stylistic um, and aesthetically interesting. <laughs> and it does take place in the eighties. Uh, and it also has like a very droney eighties droney soundtrack. Uh, but so it's, it, it doesn't have a super linear plot. It's very, uh, Oh, Amanda's back. Amanda, are you back? <laughs> Sorry for this brief interruption of our programming. I am am so, so sorry about, I don't know what just happened. That's so funny. It's okay. Sometimes these things happen. We're on the internet. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Did you tell people about 
um, beyond the black rainbow? Did I miss the whole thing? No, no, no. I just started. I just gave a little, a little atmosphere. (laughs) You're just in time. Oh gosh. Weird. (laughs) So weird. Sometimes these things happen, but, uh, I'm so glad to have you back here with me. It's too scary talking about scary therapy without you. (laughs) I really got nervous there. I was like, Oh no, (laughs) I'm going to have to do this by myself. (laughs) So weird. Uh. Well, tell me, yeah, tell me a little bit about Beyond the Black Rainbow. I've always wanted to see it. Yeah, it's really fun. It's so it is, it's got like the high super 80s aesthetic. It takes place in 1983. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's everything is like neon red and like super washed out. And there's very drony, like almost John Carpentery soundtrack, um, which is really fun. Totally like the thing is is that there's a lot of movies that kind of cop that aesthetic now, but it oh, pretty yeah. much always works for me. I'm like, yeah, this is great. Yeah, I'm a soccer <laughs> forward to I'm like, yeah. I, don't, I don't care. I'm yeah, ready. totally. It's fine. It's also this one's from 2010, so it's kind of, it's on the earlier end of this like trend of the 80s nostalgia. Oh yeah, it's um, pre Stranger Things. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but uh, but so it's about this guy who is named Barry, and he looks like the Dark Universe version of Carl Sagan. He has like the like the messy uh uh like mop top with like the side part, and he wears turtlenecks and oh, blazers. Fun. Um, and he, it's it it's super non-linear like it's a really abstract movie where you don't really understand what's going on until the last like 20 minutes and even then you're not really sure what's going on it's pretty vague mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very it's a very like it's a tonal movie instead of a plot movie <laughs> yes. uh which is kind of similarly to mandy actually in that way um but it's mandy is definitely more structured for sure uh but it's it's about this guy who he is like in this geodesic dome and there's all these like weird little rooms in it and it's kind of just about him and this woman who's also um in the dome and he's a therapist and she's a patient and she and he keep having these kind of like weird uh psychic energy connections with each other Ooh. uh where you know it seems like she has some kind of psychic powers and he is trying to treat her uh, but you're not like fully sure what's happening um but uh, it's kind of a, it's kind of an enlightenment, an enlightenment movie where like this guy is trying to achieve enlightenment or maybe has and is studying this other, this woman who, uh, who may also be in like a way to spread enlightenment to other people. Oh. But it's very abstract and very like, we're not talking about the practicality of that, but there is like a scene where it implies that he's like slammed his third eye wide open and then immediately regrets it because everything's terrible. Oh, fun. <laughs> you know, one of those. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's very mysterious. It's not a like, I mean, it's really like psychedelic and kind of drippy. Uh, it's really slow. So I would recommend if you're going to watch it, like put your phone in the other room and have yeah. like something to do with your hands because I really enjoyed watching it. Like the atmosphere is totally enjoyable and interesting, but um, it's not even a very long movie, but it still felt, I was like, yeah, okay, here we are. <laughs> M- yep. More drips, more drips yep. in the scene. <laughs> yeah. That's what people have said to me is that Mandy is his, his more linear plot yes. movie. <laughs> yeah. Which is truly insane. <laughs> yeah. Which I'm all for, you know, it's so funny. It's, the day of our show, I'm thinking about all of these movies that maybe apply to this theme, but actually you describing beyond the black rainbow is making me think of this other movie, very similar. Um, ultimately not totally good, but this movie called housewife from Mm. 2017, which is also very, very non-linear visually trippy to put Mm -hmm. it simply. (laughs) Um, about a woman who goes to a seminar, um, by, well, I guess it's, it's actually more of a cult movie. Um, Mm. uh, she goes to a seminar led by this, this cult and their leader, um, this guy named Bruce, but he is, he's very, uh, much like a therapist or introducing all of these people to this new way of thinking and accessing your memory and your trauma, which the, it's a fine line, right? Mm-hmm. Between these yeah. freaky psychiatrists <laughs> and like cult leaders, like a spiritual advisor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's a fine line. And honestly, it's been a minute since I've seen it. And again, it is <laughs> bizarre, um, <laughs> but it's really reminding me of what you're describing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do you want to tell me about another movie that you watched? Totally. I'm, I want to look up really well. Can you say again, if 
Beyond the Black Rainbow is streaming. Absolutely. It's free on Tubi, which is where I watched it. Nice. Um, I think you you can probably rent it a couple of places also, but it actually, I watched it um, and there weren't that many ads, which was nice. But also I would like to just make this announcement. Tubi is, in my opinion now, the best ser- streaming service for watching the credits of a movie because every other streaming service when you try to watch the credits it just like minimizes it or it sends them away all of a sudden and they're gone and you can never get them back it's so annoying it drives me nuts because I'm a real I love watching the credits even if I'm not really reading them it just I find it to be a really great way to unwind from watching a movie to like just let it keep going and like you get the soundtrack coming back and it's just I like that's one of the things I miss the most about watching movies in the theater and yeah. I'm looking forward to the most is just like sitting through the entire credits and nobody interrupting me but I it drives me crazy when you're watching something on streaming and you're trying to watch the credits and they just go away and you're like yeah come on man it's like, really lame the watching the credits is a extremely pleasurable part of the ritual of watching a movie and then also quite simply I just there are often people that I, I want to, I, there's information in the credits yeah. that I would like to know. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And so Tubi, I really like props to Tubi. It just played them all the way through. Didn't interrupt it. It just played and then it was over and then the movie was done. And I was like, thanks Tubi. Uh, yes. Um, Housewife is the movie I mentioned in relation to Beyond the Black mm-hmm. Rainbow is streaming um, on Amazon if you have, and it's free, I guess, if you have a subscription. Um and I did want to say that it's by the director, Can Evernal, who is a Turkish director. And he did a movie that some of you maybe are familiar with called Baskin, which is a oh. Turkish language film. Um, and it's really, really, really scary and upsetting, <laughs> uh, visually upsetting. Um, but if you're into that kind of thing, you might've seen it. <laughs> it's really good. But, yeah, I, um, oh my gosh. I still haven't seen Baskin, but it's been on my list. I got to. It's really good. And so Housewife was his English language. I think maybe his first English language film. Um, don't quote me on that, but um, yeah, it's, it was very, very, very bizarre. Another very, very creepy therapist, which Fun. I thought of last minute. Um, so another movie that I watched that I had thought of ahead of time which again does not fall into the category as neatly and perfectly as the brood um, was 1990s Nightbreed, directed and written and based on a short story by Clive Barker. Um, and it's not so much about scary therapy, it's about a scary therapist because good old David Cronenberg, he's back, baby, but this <laughs> time in front of the camera. In this movie, he plays a serial killer psychiatrist um the psychiatrist of the main character whose name is aaron boone um who has been in his sessions has spoken to this therapist about a city of demons that he keeps dreaming about called midian and the therapist who his name is dr decker Mm -hmm. i believe um he through his therapeutic methods and um, by subs- prescribing Boone, poor Boone, some very powerful hallucinogens, he convinces Boone that he, in fact, is responsible for all the murders that the doctor has committed. Um, and that kind of sparks the whole story where uh, Boone does get tracked and killed by the police, but brought back to life by the actual residents of Midian, which is the real place. And the residents are Nightbreed and they're, um, they're demons. It's very fun. <laughs> it's a horror fantasy movie. Um, I watched the director's cut and maybe it's just how I'm feeling about the rewatch or maybe it is the director's cut, but I wasn't as totally fascinated by it as I was when I first saw it. It's a movie that did not do well when it first came out. It is very campy and Mm -hmm. and, uh, not great, but so, so, so fun. So fun. Yeah. Uh, So, so many movies like that. It became a cult film. And I think Nightbreed is a total blast. And uh, Dr. Decker is the perfect scary therapist. Yeah, for real. Therapist. He has a horrible, he has that horrible, is it a mask that he wears with like Talk the... about an iconic garment? Yeah. yeah. He, <laughs> when he's in serial killer mode, he wears this really awful mask that I guess 
having just washed it last night, it looks, it looks like maybe it's made out of rubber, but it's made to look like burlap Mm. with these tiny little eye holes and a zipper for a mouth. It's very unappealing and gross and scary. That's one of my uh, most vibrant memories from Nightbreedus is terrible mask. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I think that's why it immediately went on my list because, you know, him being a therapist or psychiatrist slash serial killer and then that mask, who could forget it? It's actually one of the things I remembered most from yeah. that movie before rewatching it. Um, but Nightbreed is a lot of fun, even though it is not without flaw. <laughs> um, is this the, streaming somewhere? Did you say that already? Oh, my gosh. I don't think I did. It's streaming on beautiful Tubi, baby. Oh, we thank love you, Tubi. Tubi. <laughs> um, I don't know if they have the the theatrical cut and the director's cut the director's cut was two hours so it's mm-hmm. a bit well I guess that's kind of average these days these I was days. about to say it's a bit long <laughs> yeah it feels long but um, yeah or again I can't quite remember if in my mind it's just standing out compared to the theatrical cut because it did seem like there were some superfluous scenes but it's mm. been a minute since I watched it um it feels it's from 1990, but it's definitely holding on to the 80s mm-hmm. in a lot of the ways it looks. Um, it's got some, you know, Aaron Boone is a real 80s babe to me. Yeah, totally. Good jeans and a leather jacket. <laughs> Very classic. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's got, I mean, it has so much camp energy, but it's, yeah, I love, I mean, I love Clive Barker's whole, whole deal. I know. Ugh. I know. Uh, he, and in reading more about it, you know, he he said that one of the reasons he thinks that it was a commercial flop is because it was really marketed as a slasher. Of course, he's coming off of Hellraiser fame. So Nightbreed was marketed as another slasher movie. But really, it's it's a fantasy. It's like a dark fantasy movie. Totally. Yeah. It's like legend. You know, yeah. it's totally um it's not very scary. It's like, no. weird. it's a weird, it's weird. It's kind of silly. Yeah. It's weird. It has like a lot of queer energy in it too. Yeah. Like it's, it's so very like clearly made by a gay person. Yeah. It's like, it just, I think it makes sense to me that like theatrically it, when it was released, people were like, what is this? Yeah, <laughs> this, exactly. This isn't my pinhead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not what the people thought that they were going to get. Um, but there were people out there who were, were like, Ooh, I know. Yes. I see this. This is for me. <laughs> this is for me. <laughs> yeah. This was made for me. Um, so it is too bad too that it wasn't um marketed the way that Clive Barker wanted it to be. Yeah. So people did not know what they were getting. But again, it was quickly developed a cult following. So all good. Yeah. Nightbreed goes down in history lovingly. <laughs> yeah. Nightbreed will will be with us. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so unfortunately there's, I don't have too much to say about that. It's one that we've both seen and there's just a scary therapist in it. <laughs> That's uh, why I want to do this theme again. Cause um, yeah, I, I didn't think about these movies. Enough, there's, you know. There are more, but it's, it's hard. It's hard to pin them down because you can't just Google it. I tried. <laughs> we both tried and yeah. all of these movie, these articles pop up about either um, movies about mental hospitals or, uh how watching scary movies can be therapeutically beneficial <laughs> yeah um, like, uh, or movies just with therapists in them at all and it's like well okay no. I mean like Goodwill Hunting's great but it's not really what we're looking, not what we're for, looking here. for he's not creepy no <laughs> yeah exactly uh, I think one of the article headlines that popped up when I tried to google it was 11 movies that psychiatrists might find intriguing oh my god <laughs> Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it really pulls up a lot of psychological horrors, but that's such a massive category. And so now what we're looking at. Yeah. But um, so we'll come back with a squeak. Well, just like we always say we will for, uh, you know, another, another round of scary therapy, but I did take a chance on a movie that I wasn't sure if it was going to have a scary psychologist in it. And it uh, turned out that it did. Tell me. Uh, and so I'm really excited to tell you about it. So it's this movie that it's been on my watch list for a while, but I can't remember why I added it. And then I just happened, I think it like came up in some list uh, that was just like psychological thrillers. And I was like, oh, maybe and gave it a whirl. But it's a movie from 1997 called Cure. Uh, oh. And it's really good. I really liked it. 
Uh, it's a Japanese movie. It's directed by Kiyoshi Kurosawa, not related to Akira Kurosawa. Um, it says that in the Wikipedia page <laughs> for him. But um, it's it's a crime thriller, but it is also has some real horror movie elements to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I actually, I watched the first half last night and then had to go to bed because I was too, like, I wasn't paying close enough attention. Um, and was very sleepy and so I finished it today and I was actually when we started I told this to Amanda when we started but like my heart was still kind of pounding when oh, we started yeah. doing the show because it's so it just it really got me uh just it just in like a, a like the thriller kind of way uh-huh. um but so it follows this detective um named Takaba who is uh investigating a murder basically he uh he, they find this body of uh, a sex worker who has been like I think she's been strangled and then uh her throat has been slashed with an a deep x basically across her entire upper torso uh and so they're trying to figure out what happened uh the guy who did it who killed her is with her and is like I don't know what happened like I did this but I don't know why I don't Mm -hmm. know what happened to me um and so you're following this story of this detective who is finding these bodies so there's this woman and then there's another person where it's the exact same thing they've been killed but then after they're dead an ex has been slashed into their body and so while that story is happening you also are following this young man who is very seems very confused Mm -hmm. and doesn't remember who he is or what he's doing and keeps interacting with all these different strangers who find him so he meets this this guy on the beach and the two, and he like takes him home to like give him some water and is like, hey, are you okay? And the guy who he finds, who's the very confused guy, just keeps kind of answering his questions really obliquely and then asking him a lot of really weird questions. Mm. And then the, basically the next murder you witness or the next body that the detective finds is that guy's wife. Oh, wow. <laughs> and so you basically have these two... Uh, parallel plot lines running where you keep seeing this mysterious young man who's very confused interact with people and then that person ends up killing somebody (laughs) Wow! and the movie is kind of it's absolutely worth watching I don't this is I this isn't really a spoiler because it's just kind of the whole movie has a lot of things that are happening in it (laughs) Mm -hmm. but the killer this young confused man is actually a former uh, psychology student. So he's not exactly a therapist, but he's using his psychology training to uh, use post-hypnotic suggestion to convince Uh. people to kill their, uh, like just a a person near them. It doesn't even have to be a person that they love. Uh, And so this detective is trying to figure out what's happening uh, while this is continuing to happen. Um, And it's just so, oh my God, it's, a great movie i'm sorry my summary is kind of really bad because i'm and still recovering from the it definition of scary psychiatry oh my god it's so great <laughs> because also like the other thing about it is that this guy who uh his i believe his name is uh, uh mamia Ma, uh i think yeah mamia um he the the killer or like mm-hmm. the therapy guy the therapist mm-hmm. the psychology student um he is so like he feels so dangerous because all you need to do is be in a room with him. Uh. And then suddenly, (laughs) Uh. (laughs) and there's also this really great, um, this, the movie is very, it is really linear. It like makes a lot of sense, but there are these occasional scenes where, you know, you're, you're in somebody's perspective, like the detective's perspective and he sees something that isn't there. Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay, now that I know (laughs) that he, is also susceptible to suggestion what is actually happening and what do I believe is really happening. And so you're basically constantly just kind of like, okay, wait, but is that real? Did that really just happen? I'm not sure. Terrifying. (laughs) And the director like really lets you linger in that for a long time. So like there will be a flash of something and you're like, okay, but was that real though? Or were you dreaming? And then it, it will just kind of like He'll let you hang there for a while, just wondering. Oh, <laughs> You're like, oh yeah. my god! No, that's that sounds <laughs> truly perfect for this category. Yeah, it's exactly. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I really lucked out with it being uh, so, so perfectly on theme, but, uh, but yeah, it was really, it's called Cure. Um, unfortunately, the only place it's streaming is on Criterion, uh, okay. which luckily I have uh, our dear friend Danielle's login. So <laughs> Danielle, get, thank you. Thank you, Danielle. She, uh, she allowed me to watch this really great movie. Um, I highly recommend it because it's it's also just like it has there's a lot going on in it. It has a lot of like very interesting visual um, language and um, like there's a lot of kind of subtle hints towards things where like there's for example there's a moment where the detective is like picking up dry cleaning and he's kind of confused and or he's not confused but the guy who's bringing him his dry cleaning is and you're like wait is something something's wrong here but you're not sure what and then you see like a dress that has a giant like uh it's like a red wrap dress so it looks like a big x in the front and you're just like oh god like something something wrong is about to happen or has just happened and i don't know what it is but i'm really Ah. stressed out (laughs) whoa oh man that's fun i powerfully recommend the movie cure uh if you can find it, if you have access to Criterion or you might be able to rent it. I looked and couldn't find it anywhere, but it might what be year is it from 1997. Okay. 1997. So it, it might be the kind of thing that you could actually get from like the library. If you rent DVDs from the library. Um, but I really, really enjoyed it. I highly recommend it. It's like truly a fantastic movie. Yeah. That sounds exactly what I was hoping for with this theme which is why we got to do we got to do it again we got to do it again (laughs) yeah um I know you know I watched Nightbreed again as as a way to fill the um the actually scary therapist box which you Mm -hmm. can do with Silence of the Lambs or like you know anything but really what I was hoping for like I've said a couple times now is things like The Brood where it's actually the the science itself the experimental (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> like psychiatry that's going on. Um, I actually did kind of accidentally watch the episode in the fifth season of the X Files with. Um, I think it has a really little Lou Pucci in it, maybe. Um, <laughs> where uh, there's it's the same kind of thing. It's a psychiatrist who's convincing these kids, these teens, that their um, parents and guardians are abusive, and yes, they're. I yeah, it's it's really fun. So <laughs> that kind oh of thing. God. Maybe that influenced my decision. Totally. No, that's a great. That's also a great point. Um, because I it's I didn't even really think about that. But yeah, there's a lot of great, uh, th- hypnotism as therapy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and TV shows. <laughs> yeah, that's like what um what that movie Housewife is kind of about too. Mm. Is is a is a reality bending. What's real? What's actually happening? Um. Because this this guy, cult leader slash psychiatrist, therapist, whatever, gets it really into her head. And uh, that that whole, you know how it rolls out. Yeah. That. You can't trust it. <laughs> you can't Hypnotism? trust it. I don't think so. No way. No way. <laughs> no way. It's a it's a fun, it's fun because yeah, like the psychological thriller element is really, it's really present. And you're like, ah, I don't know. What's real? I'm not sure. I don't totally. trust my brain. And, yeah, I feel like um the the uh discomfort mm-hmm. in this genre is very palpable and real because i don't know i mean hypnotism is real and and uh not knowing your own mind and it being able to be uh, molded by another person is yeah. very scary especially this person that you're supposed to trust like any doctor because totally. they're a professional uh, I think that's why all medical horror is very, very scary. Yeah, <laughs> As, super you know. effective. Yeah, exactly. And and just the fact that our minds are so unknown, even to ourselves, uh, makes it an excellent ground for uh, scary, unsettling stories. <laughs> ah. <laughs> um, I'm going to make my recommendation. Yeah, it's time. I'm just going to make it the cell uh, because I didn't think of it until now. Um, The cell is a movie from the year 2000 baby. It has year 2000 energy. Um, It's a movie by Tarsim Singh and you might be familiar with him from movies like immortals (laughs) or um, Or the the fall. Fall. (laughs) And so he's known for uh, very, very visually elaborate movies um extremely colorful high high 
concept, high definition, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? Um, so they're, they're, uh, they're very gilded. They're really over the top and not for everyone. I can totally respect that. Um, but I really love the cell. It, yeah, it's, it's, it's got its own cult following for the same reasons. It's not perfect, but it's, uh, really over the top and very fun in that way. Stars Jennifer Lopez. Yes. She is a psychiatrist. She's specifically a I think she's specifically a child psychiatrist. No, or maybe not. Anyways, she's got this very, very specific tech that she uses. I'm going to use technology kind of in the way they use it in Nexium. Um, <laughs> it's both technology and mental technology where through this bizarre machine, she can bring her consciousness into the consciousness of her patient, into the mind of her patient. So their bodies are in suspended animation in this room in physical reality, but she enters their minds and in there is where she does her, her uh, psychiatry. Um, And so she's enlisted to help in this very peculiar case where a serial killer has finally been found by FBI agent Vince Vaughn and his team. (laughs) Finally. (laughs) Um, He's finally been found, but right as right before he's found, he has a massive stroke and goes into a coma and he's still, there's still one victim out there who is likely still alive. And so they want to find her, um, this final victim. And so they enlist Jennifer Lopez to go into the mind of this serial killer uh, played by Vincent D'Onofrio and it's very, very weird. <laughs> uh, I remember being very, uh, there's a lot of mystique around this movie as a kid because I wasn't allowed to see it. The cover was very creepy because the suits that she has to, Jennifer Lopez and whoever, whatever patient she's working with have to go into are very um, weird looking. <laughs> they kind of look like raw muscle. It's very gross. Um Anyways, it's a great, scary psychiatry movie yes. that I didn't think of until the last minute. Very much um, in theme, I think. Yeah, so for sure. I recommend The Cell. It's also streaming on Tubi. Go check it out, folks. It's a, it's, it's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I've, I've still never seen The Cell, but I love The Fall. And uh, you have told me more than once that I would probably really enjoy The Cell. <laughs> Uh, yeah I'm gonna take this suggestion I think that you would and you know she's not a scary psychologist she's a great psychologist Jennifer Lopez's character in a scary situation in a scary situation and the the psychiatry is weird (laughs) and scary (laughs) I love that yep yep Jenny do you have any recommendations or things that you're looking forward to I do. I have a thing that I'm looking forward to. Um, it's entirely unrelated to therapy in any way <laughs> or scary Perfect. things. Perfect. So, so as I'm, as I'm sure, uh, oh, Amanda's gone again, but I'm just going to tell you about it. I'm looking forward to uh, The Green Knight, which is a Dev Fatal movie that's coming out this summer. But what you can watch right now, if you're waiting like me for a great movie uh, is the personal history of David Copperfield, a different Dev Patel movie that I haven't seen yet. Uh, that's currently streaming on HBO. Uh, and I'm really excited to watch it. Uh, (laughs) Oh, Amanda, I think she's back now. I got her again, which is so exciting, (laughs) but, uh, but it's on HBO. So you can watch it. If you are also waiting for the summer of Dev Patel, like I am, Uh, it's supposed to be very funny and sweet. Uh, and I'm psyched to see it. Can you say the title of this? Thing that you're very excited about again. I'm so yeah. sorry. No, 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 don't weird be. happened with my I know. computer again. We lost you, but you're back. Oh, well, so I was talking about how I'm really excited for the Green Knight, which is coming out this summer. <sighs> but if you can't wait for the summer of Jeff Patel, like I can't, I'm going to watch uh, the personal history of David Copperfield, which is the other Jeff Patel movie that came out that was supposed to come out, I think, in 2019, but also got uh, squashed because of COVID. But uh-huh. is now currently on HBO and uh, it looks really fun. Oh, fun. That's it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, and it is, it's directed by Armando Iannucci, who's the guy who made In the Loop, which is like the political sat, British political satire that's really funny and um, uh, rough. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's supposed to be really good. And I'm excited. I believe it is like an adaptation of David, Copper, David Copperfield, which I don't really care about, but I do yeah. care about Dev Patel. 
So I will be watching. <laughs> oh, awesome. I'm so excited for the green night. So that's a great looking forward to yeah. suggestion. It's coming oh. for us. Yeah. Awesome. I'm glad that <laughs> that's on HBO right now and I don't have to wait even a day, even, even a, a day. Yeah. yeah. You can watch it immediately as soon as we're done here, which will be very soon. Exactly. <laughs> it is sadly time to say goodbye. Um, this has been dim the lights with Jenny and Amanda. We are on social media and would love you to reach out. We're at dim the lights with Jenny and Amanda on Instagram. We'll be announcing 